good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, September 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right, all right. It is Dos Compadres again for the time being. Uh, Ken is still attending to some family matters. However, we're hoping to have him back on next week. And with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's been a crazy week, and I will say I'm eager for the weekend. But it's been a good week for music, I think. I, I have been listening to... My week's MC, and we will talk about that later, but I've also been listening to Ivy's latest single. They had a new one drop at the end of July called All Me, and it's really good. Both tracks on it are fantastic, so I cannot recommend that enough. Ivy, old MC we talked about a long time ago. I, I love these guys. They keep killing it and just love them to death. Uh, I'm still listening to last week's Music Corner, uh, Akira Takano's can't keep it cool is such a catchy song i just i've had it on repeat and i'm still stuck on my white jam i like like the the jam part just got me and uh i like silent night i've just i've had on repeat for a while and uh we will talk more about that later interestingly enough and i've also had one song that we're going to talk about a little later on repeat since it since uh i listened to it yesterday but I heard it once and I, I really liked it. I, I think it's really freaking good. And so we will talk about that when we get to the Oricon. So other than that, Luna, what have you been listening to? So mine has been sporadic as I created a very weird playlist and I mainly go off that. However, I purchased a Kudaki Mai album, Future Kiss, and... I honestly finally got a chance to listen to it, and that's been playing in my car. Very good album, not my favorite by My K, but I do recommend a listen. Uh, but a lot of the ones that are mainly on my list right now, Chanmina's My Own Lane, which is from her Never Grow Up album, also went back to some Amado Namie. I went back to her Suki single because two of the tracks and her B-sides, Neon Light Lipstick and Ballerina, are two of my favorites due to the... They're very interesting. They're dance tracks, and I love the composition. And I feel like they don't usually get highlighted enough. And going back to them, I just adore listening to them. It makes me miss Nami so much. Also went back listening to Nisi. I love Dosh, uh, Dosho Ka and Mada Kimiwa Shira Nai, My Prettiest Girl. Those are like my top two songs I've been listening to. He has such a soulful voice. And it's he's just so easy to listen to, especially those ones. I also did go back to some Adashi, but mainly Aozora Pereru. As I love the harmonies in it, the composition. It's just such a nice time to listen to it as well. And I did go back to Meiji since summer's ending. I was listening to Summer Breaker, Be Mine, Kimigasuki Dayo, One More Kiss, Every Single Day, Garden. Those are some of my go-to summer songs by Meiji. They're just, they're just really nice. Summer Breaker is a very interesting because you actually hear her rap in it, and her rap is she tries, and I like that. 
also went back to some mflow i've been listening to ecto off their kill album and i am obsessed with that track lisa's vocals verbals rap the composition everything flows perfectly and it has to be one of my top tracks by them in general if you haven't listened to it i highly recommend it i also been going back to some kodakumi work that from her dna album Universe from Universe, Be My Baby from Eternity and Love Songs, mainly some more upbeat dance songs by her as I really need that push sometimes. And then I'm still listening to my general cream, Yayoi Diamond, that type of thing. So those are still very and very, very heavy rotation. I also went back to Aoyama Thelma and Sekai no Chushin, We Are the World. So, and a couple of her older tracks, and we will talk about that later as well. But that's heavy in my rotation. And with that, we are actually going to dive right into our topic, which I think we're both excited about. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, our topic this week was what songs would you like to hear an acoustic version of that currently do not have one and why do you think it deserves an acoustic version and gray i'll let you you start off this one sure and i want to give the disclaimer if you haven't heard any of the tracks we're going to talk about today go check them out i think all six of them are fantastic uh, obviously i'm biased to the three that i picked but uh the ones that Lynn is going to talk about is really good too so go definitely go listen to all the tracks that we talk about uh but for me i started my list off with what has been my obsession as of late and i'm sorry i've had the song on repeat i listened to the japanese version of it i listened to the english version of it i listen to it all the time and that is silent night by white jam i love that track it is really freaking good and I, I had decided that I was going to do White Jam before I'd heard this track. And after I heard this track, I just, I, I, to me, this is their best song. And I, I love all of their music. I really have fallen in love with this group. I am eager for their next release, but Silent Night is just a really good track. I love the composition. I love the vocal work in it. And honestly, I don't think I've ever heard an acoustic track with rapping in it. I'm certain it exists. I'm certain it is out there. But to my knowledge, I, it doesn't exist. I haven't heard it. And I think the rap in this tr- song would work really well. Gashima's rap style, I think, would complement an acoustic background really, really well. And I think it would work especially with the melody and the pace of the song just i think it would work and it'd be very interesting especially with the power of shirose's vocals and nikki's vocals uh with that acoustic background i think that would be pretty wild and definitely something worth seeing what did you think about uh silent night luna so I liked it. I didn't get to talk about White Jam when you you and Ken initially discussed it, and I greatly enjoyed them, and Silent Night was one of my top picks by them, due to pretty much what you said, like, Shirose's vocal and is just fantastic, and same with Nikki's, and I I could see, because this is a heavier vocal track, despite Gashima's rap in there, it could easily work with an acoustic version, and I think it would 
put their vocals and everything on point and show their talent. Plus, it is a song that could easily fit with an acoustic version. It's a very nice It's like a very nice, powerful track. And I can easily see just that guitar setting in, in the background. It would work very well. I would think Gashima's rap would be a very interesting hearing that with acoustic, but I think it would work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, moving on to my number two track, uh, this one I, is a song that I've loved since I heard it. And this will be in my top five for the year when uh, we do our roundup. And that's Emotion by Jung Kun Suk. I, this is one of my absolute favorite tracks of the year. I, I love it. And it's got a really interesting composition. And when I listen to it, it would be, I, I don't think it would be an easy adaptation to acoustic, but I think he has the talent to do it. And I, I would, I think this would be a wild track to do an acoustic of. So I, me personally, I think this would be really cool to see. I, I think he can pull it off and I would like to see that as a recent fan of his work. I haven't dived into his older stuff yet, but it's on my short list to do. And I, I, I think he's a really good vocalist. So I think he could definitely pull this off. What did you think, Luna? So I agree. I easily think uh, John Kunsu could easily pull emotion off as an acoustic i i honestly think it would be very interesting to see it just because of how the composition is an emotion that i feel like it does make the track however i think if he did something acoustically and just changed the arrangement i would really like that because of his vocals he could easily make it work Oh yeah, agreed. I, I think he's definitely got the talent to do that. And uh, the last track that I picked, I decided to go with my song of the year last year. And I, I part of me feels bad because I talk about the song all the time, but I, I I had to do it one last time, and that was Ayumi by uh, Ivvy, specifically Utah. Uh, this this song to me, what makes the song is the piano. And I think that that is just like one of the key aspects of this track. But I think if you swapped out the piano for an acoustic, I, it would be very interesting. And I really think the composition of the song would definitely lend itself to a, to because it's a piano heavy track, swapping out piano with guitar, very doable, very easily done. And I think Yuta's vocals are just amazing. I, I love his vocals and I think setting them to the back of a get to an acoustic guitar would be really cool. And I would love to see that. So, uh, I, I, Yumi was, uh, the last track that I picked that I would love to see an acoustic version of. What did you think about this one, Luna? So, um, I am glad you brought it up cause I, I kind of forgot about Ayumi. no offense, but I, I do think it would fit very well with an acoustic version because Ivy Utah has a his great vocals in it and I actually think an acoustic would also help with I will say the beginning of Ayumi and the original is a little bit slower and I hate to say a little bland 
And I think an acoustic could really spice that up. I, I think the middle part in original is fantastic because that's when his vocals really shine. But changing this to acoustic could, I mean, I think it could do great things, especially in that beginning part and just throughout the whole song. And Ivy Uta could easily pull it off. But I would like to see that and him also change up that composition to fit with the acoustic more. I think it'd be brilliant. Agreed. Agreed. Because, uh, yeah, it, it is the piano. Like I said, like I love the piano work. I think that's the magic of this track. But, you know, it, the right guitarist, I think, could really do uh, the song a lot of justice and really just nail it and knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So we'll jump into my tracks. And this was a hard decision because there's a lot of artists and tracks I could have easily picked. And I spent a while mulling over this. So I tried to do a mixture of new and a retro throwback as well. So my first one was Hikari by Edu. And those of you know, Edu has been our, uh, was a part of our indie corner years back when she released Makuake, and I always talk about her because I absolutely am in love with her. Thank you, Ken. And Hikari is one of her newer digital singles that dropped in June, and it's fantastic. It is a vocal-heavy track, and I think the composition is actually really interesting because the, the original... Because it starts off slower, and then it picks up, and then it goes slower again. So it got me thinking, if this was stripped down to an acoustic version, I think it would be fantastic. And one of the big reasons why is Edu's vocals are very, very strong. I mean, she owns this track. And an acoustic version would just make it shine even more. Not to mention, doing that acoustic the composition she could leave it the same but she could also play with it and just make it a straight up ballad uh, or adding something else to it and i i love her acoustic version of 20 and that's what got me thinking if she did hikari which is way more vocal heavy than 20 it would work extremely well and it would it would really showcase the song even more than it already is yeah, this was a really good track, and I'm glad you picked it because I, I hadn't listened to it. I wasn't really that familiar with it, but it's a really wonderful track, and I think uh, given the composition and the way that the track works, I think that this is definitely something that would work very well in an acoustic format, and I think Elu's vocals just really complement it. So I could see this definitely being turned into an acoustic, so I thought this was a really solid pick, and I, I'm glad you picked it, Luna. Thank you. So my next pick is The Throwback. And this is a song I remember when it came out and has a lot of meaning to me. And it is Sobani Irune by Thelma Aoyama featuring Soulja. And it, especially with this topic and Aoyama Thelma, Thelma Aoyama has been doing a lot of releases lately, a lot of featuring artists and even dropping some new singles. And I'm glad to see her coming back. So this got me thinking, I would love to see her go back and bring up some of her really big songs. And Subani Irunet put her on the map. And this was a big song for her. And I think it still is. 
I would love to see her do an acoustic version of this. And it's a slower track. It's obviously a winter love song. And I I feel like with the winter love songs, they make the perfect ballads and an acoustic version is just that that perfect feel or even a winter acoustic version would be really nice because you see those occasionally. I mean, this track is already beautiful and with that slow beat and Thelma's vocals are smoky in it, which is why I think always makes good for, with that acoustic combination. The one the one thing I'm very interested in is Soulja's rap because you don't hear like Gray talked about rap with acoustic versions too much. And I actually think because Soulja's rap is already slow and so it would work very well acoustically. I would like to see them come back, re-record this, and do it acoustically. I think it would be phenomenal, especially, I mean, it's almost 15 years old. We're going to be coming up on that in the next about year and a half. So I would love if she did do something like that. It would be a great way to bring this track to light again. Gray, what did you think of Sobani Irene? Yeah, no, I... I thought this was a really wonderful track. I had never checked it out before, so uh, thank you for picking this. I got a chance to listen to that, and I really liked it. I thought it was great, and, you know, it's a really wonderful track. It's got a lovely bit of a piano and, and guitar in it already, and so, yeah, it's got a, a lot of guitar in it already, and so I think if you just kind of cut away the other instruments and like 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 there's already a guitar part to the track so you don't even have to do a whole lot of conversion of you know of it like they don't they won't have to change change it a whole lot to really make an acoustic version of this song and it would work it would work really well it's got that nice melody to it and soldier's rapping is really good i think it's done really well and yeah like it's it's not something that you see done too often i think like it would really be like i said very interesting and i think it would work i think this was definitely a really good track there's it even has a guitar solo in the middle of it. And I wouldn't say like, not like a shredding guitar solo, but they're like, there's a break in the song where it really just focuses on a, a guitar part is really nice. And so I, I think this song works really well. And I think Luna did an excellent job picking this one. Thank you. I'm glad I brought an older track that I don't know if more pe- most people might not be familiar with to light just because it's such a solid solid one and I I think it worked well with acoustic but the original is just fantastic. Right, so my next one's a little bit newer. It came out last year and I I, I could not pass this up. It is Aiwa uh, Suzuku yo Dokumaremo by Momoon. And I absolutely love Momoon. They are probably one of my favorite duos. At least they're up there with it, and I followed them for years. They release some amazing acoustic versions of their tracks. Watching them live is always a treat. And with Aiwo Suzuku Yo Dokumare Mo being a newer song for them, I I would love to hear an acoustic of this. Especially it is summer's ending. This is a summer song, and it is beautiful. With Yuka's vocals, is just absolutely fantastic in this and they can make anything work with acoustic but I think Aiwa Suzukuyo Dokumare Mo would be a more special track for acoustic just because it would fit with that summer night feel and 
I think, I mean, the re- it's a very relaxing flow. And that also fits well with acoustic wise because they could easily do a lighter acoustic style and it would just work so well. Yeah, this this is really good. And I almost did a track by Mahmoon as well because, you know, they're, they're the guy, you know, it's the guy with the guitar and the girl. And, you know, the, a lot of their tracks really lend themselves to an acoustic style and in Iwa Zuku uh, Yo da, uh, Doko Made Mo is really in the same vein of that. And it's r- really good. And I hadn't listened to Mom Moon in years. Like, I, I didn't realize this because I really liked them when they dropped Hello Shooting Star. And and that was in 2015. So I didn't realize, like, you know, that was six years ago now. And I'm really glad that Luna picked this song because I was able to go back and listen to Mom Moon because they're a wonderful talent and they just have this really great ability to write these wonderful numbers. And I think that, you know, this track is no exception to that. And I would love to see them do an acoustic version of this. And of all the tracks that we talk about, I think this one has the highest probability of ever becoming an acoustic track. So I'm looking forward to them doing it. Uh, and I, like I said, I think they will. And I'm really glad that you picked this one, Luna. Thank you. I'm so glad to see another Moon Moon fan. I mean, I think Yuka and Masaki make such a great team. And whenever they write and compose something, it's just, it's beautiful. And Hello Shooting Star is a great track as well. I, I think Sunshine Girl is my favorite track by them, but they have so many good ones. It's just hard to choose. Sunshine Girl's a great track, too. I, I do really enjoy that one. So, with the acoustic ones, I know, I know. You, uh, as we were going through, were there any other artists or songs you wanted to highlight, but weren't able to do, you know, for acoustic? Was there any other tracks you would have picked besides the one you ones you did? Uh, probably, I'd have to think about this. Yeah, uh, Hello Shooting Star was uh, one of the songs I was going to pick. And because I know that uh, Mom Moon, they usually do these live performances on YouTube where it's just, you, you know, Yuka and the guitarist whose name I don't Masaki know. Masaki Kosuke. Asaki. Thank you. Masaki. Masaki. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Masaki and Yuka, you know, they, they, they sit in front of the stage. And part of me was really afraid, like, there probably already is an acoustic version of Hello Shooting Star somewhere on their YouTube page. So I, I kind of just shifted away from that. And so I didn't do that. And I thought about maybe trying to see if I could find, like, a rock band or something that maybe would have, like, an acoustic song like I, I was considering maybe doing like a Asian Kung Fu Generation song but I wound up just going with things that I've been listening to more of as of late instead of again a little like really experimental and trying to just find stuff but uh, yeah, I just wanted to lean a little bit more into the stuff that I've been listening to. Also, I, I love Silent Night, and any chance to talk about Silent Night, I'm probably going to take because that's a really good song. Agreed. So, and Moo Moon has tons of acoustic albums and a lot of their live albums as well. So I can see why you know they're probably. I think there is a acoustic version of Hello Shooting Star sitting out there. 
Yeah, knowing the group, I find it hard to believe that there isn't. So I, that, that's why I was like, ah, let, let me just stick with things that I know. But I am curious, What was there anything that you thought about maybe putting on here, but you wound up not doing? There was a couple, and it was mainly due to a lot of the artists not being current anymore. They, they haven't released something. And one of them was Bonnie Pink. And I am a huge fan of her. She is actually known as kind of a girl with guitars. She started off in the 90s. And most of the people know her. She did one of the Kenshin theme songs, It's Gonna Rain. I think that was one of the ending theme songs. And, but the track I would have liked her to see an acoustic version of is A Perfect Sky. And that's one of my personal favorite songs by her. And I know she is a remix of it, but I have not seen an acoustic version. And that is one of the reasons I think that would be a fantastic track. It's a great summer song and it would work very well. And not to mention, I've I've seen some lives of Bonnie Pink where it's just her and the guitar singing live. And it's just phenomenal. And another artist I considered doing was Miwa. And Miwa is doing current music, but I will say she has already released so many acoustic versions of songs it would be very difficult to choose one that she hasn't done already. And that's one of the reasons I really do love her is she goes back and she will do her previous singles and make them acoustic. And no matter how upbeat the song, how slow the song, she is great about making it her own acoustically. And I love that. So, and for Miwa, I I honestly don't know what I'd pick acoustic that she hasn't done. It would probably be a reboot since that's one of her newer tracks and there is not a currently an acoustic version of that yet or storyteller as well. However, I mean, she's always a treat to listen to acoustically, but those are two of the ones I would have went for. And also Old Sky is another one. However, she also is known to release acoustic stuff and I love her vocals and she would be great and her newest song go would be very good as acoustic but yes it was a difficult choice as far as guys i couldn't think of many guys i think adashi would have some songs that would be very interesting acoustic and i think aozora pedal or love so sweet would be very interesting to hear slow down in that format because i don't think they've ever done an acoustic track uh yeah no i agree i think adashi would make a really interesting Acoustic track. I, I don't know which track I would pick. Uh, Love So Sweet would be short on my short list. The only reason I would steer away from that track is because I picked it last week for our acapellas. But I could see that track going both ways. So, yeah, I could totally see them doing one. And I'm a little surprised they haven't. But, I mean, I, I guess for, like, boy groups, it's a, sometimes it's an oddity to have an acoustic version of a song. I know Dice has one song that's acoustic and that's it. So, I mean, they, they could do more. They could do more acoustic tracks themselves, but that's a that's a different topic for a different day. So, yeah. So, with that, that concludes our topic, and we are going to move on to our music corner. And and I believe Gray, you had the reins this week. All right. Uh, so yes, uh, this week I had music corner, and I decided to go with. A group that really speaks to me in an interesting way. Just a little bit of, about me and my background. I've talked about this before, but in case you weren't in the beginning or anything like that, like 
I grew up on 70s and 80s rock and pop music. Uh, that was the house I grew up in. And, you know, we were just stuck in the past. And so I was for most of my high school career, like I just listened to 80s music and I was always stuck in the past. Like I wasn't listening to the the uh, hip artists of the early 2000s. Just like I was like I was listening to, you know, Leonard Skinner because I'm from the South and, you know, I'd be listening to like Pink Floyd because, you know, that's what was cool at the time. And, you know, just stuff like that. Not that the group that we're talking about is anything like those other two rock bands, but just to give it a taste, like like my taste musically has been stuck in the 80s for years. Then I kind of found J-pop and was able to kind of move into a modern era. Uh, but the group that I picked this week is really a throwback to that 80s that I really, really love. And that group is called 3-1989, more commonly known as 3 and it's all one word, but they are an 80s soul pop trio group that is really, really good. So they consist of a keyboardist uh, who goes, his name is Shimo, uh, Shohei, which is spelled very interesting, is S-H-O-H-E-Y, uh, is the vocalist, and Datch is the DJ for the group. And they... The name of the group actually comes from the fact that all three of these guys were born in 1989. So I'm one year older than them because I was born in 88 and they were born in 89. So, uh, yeah, they they came together in 2015 and they dropped their first single called High Times in 2018. And... Then they released their first album in August of 2017, which was titled Timeline. And since then, they have released three albums uh, with their latest album dropping earlier this year. And that album was their debut album because they ma- they went major with Avex. And that their latest album is actually a re-recording of all of their most popular early stuff. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, three nineteen eighty nine just has this really cool sound that just it sounds like it comes right out of the eighties in this really interesting way that I absolutely love. It's both old and new. It's um like I said, it's an eighties throwback band. Uh, but it doesn't feel like you're listening to eighties music. If that makes any sense, they just have this really cool and fun style. That I think, you know, when you listen to, you'll understand. And, uh, you know, their latest track is uh, Natsu Boku, uh, Natsu And that, that one's a very interesting style, very interesting song. Also, Aji Sai also dropped earlier this year. And that's a really cool mid-tempo track. Um, the track that I picked for the artist that I really wanted to highlight is She Is Moonlight as a very interesting track. It's got the pace of a ballad, but I wouldn't call it a ballad. It's very, very, it's a very different song than what you typically hear, but it's really good and it's really interesting and it really stretches the definition of what you would consider a ballad. And I I did, I, I love this track and I think this one this one really shows off the group their vocals show Shohei's vocals is really good in this and you know it, this like 
this to me, their music sounds like you could you could slip their music into an episode of Miami's of Miami Vice, you know that cheesy 1980s show, and you wouldn't notice that it's out of place. This is done really well, uh, and so I wound up really really liking them and just kind of diving into them. So uh, I'm very curious, Luna. What did you think about three 1989? So I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed my time with them. I thought they were very interesting because of that whole 80s soul feel. And I was very surprised you picked them. They they had that more slow, funky beat. And they felt like more of a chill group to me, which I did like. I actually thought going through their albums like Timeline Kiss and all the way up to the best three uh, 1989 were very interesting. And you can hear the change from like Kiss to their remake album, The Best Three, 1989. And I feel like their older stuff was very, had more 80s slur to it than their newer tracks. But I, I mean, I thought they were a fun, funky group. Um, I will say my favorite song was probably their newest one, was Natsu Boke. I thought it was a very solid song. And. They they gave me this, you know, new, fresh, funky vibe to them. I Being honest, I don't know if I will personally go back and listen to them because I do have to be a, in a certain way to listen to the style. And this isn't much my style, to be honest, but I think they're a solid pick because... They have great, they have very good vocals and their compositions, especially if you're into the 80s and more like, I guess, US 80s type music, you're going to really like them as they do a good combination of that R&B soul from the 80s with some funk in there. And they're a very easy listen to. I think my only issue is once in a while when you're going through the song, some of them eventually sound the same and you kind of forget where you are in the album. But... I'm glad you picked them because this was like a breath of fresh air and something very new and refreshing. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you liked them. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like what I was going for is, you know, I want to do something a little different, something a little unique. And I really feel like 31989 definitely has that, that uniqueness to them. And I'm really eager to see what Ken has to say. I'm very I'm interested to see if he'd like them or not. They're definitely different so i i don't want to bet the house that he'll like them but i think he will so i'm looking forward to the roundup i'm ho- hopefully we'll get to see him uh soon and because the roundup is in a couple of weeks so uh we you know i'm looking forward to that and hopefully getting to hear how he feels about uh three nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I I agree. The roundup will be really interesting, especially going back and re-listening to everything we've heard and seeing if our opinions have changed, what we think, especially when artists have some new things out. Thank you so much for introducing 31989. This was a very fun and interesting listen. Yeah, I'm very glad you enjoyed them. All right. So with that, we are going to move on to the Oricon this week, which was an interesting week. Uh, I mean, to say the least, not too much has changed, just a lot of things flip-flopped. With that, we're going to start off with number 10, which is Dynamite by BTS. Nothing more we can say about it. It's been hanging on here officially over a year, and it sold a total of 18,463 points this week. 
And moving on to number nine, it is Kirari by Fujikaze. And again, we discussed this a couple months ago. Not much more we can say. And Kirari sold a total of 19,020 points. And moving on to our first new track of the week. This was the physical release dropping. And it is Man with a Mission. It is Merry Go Round by Man with a Mission. And great, since you're a little bit more of a fan of Man with a Mission than myself, what did you think of Merry Go Round? Yeah, this is an interesting track. This is the current opening for My Hero Academia. Uh, and it is it's different. It, it is very different. This song has a very interesting flow to it. And it doesn't progress in the way that, to me, would make the most sense. And I think because of that, that really causes traction when you listen to it. So I, too, have a love-hate relationship with Man With A Mission. And I covered them for MC a long time ago. I do consider myself a Man With A Mission fan more so than anything else. But I will say, when they hit, I love them. When they miss, they miss hard. And this is kind of the first track. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Because I've heard it many times now, and I almost didn't listen to it for this recording, honestly, because I've how many times I've heard it just watching the show. But I was like, well, you know, I haven't heard the full version, so let me listen to the full version, and maybe that might change my opinions on it. And it didn't at all. So it's just it's one of those things. It's okay. I did like the B track a little bit more, although. That's a song that to me doesn't sound like Man with a Mission anymore. Uh, still, the guitar work is very pretty in that track, and I will give them respect for that. So, it's a acoustic version of Remember Me. It's very interesting, and I thought it was different, but I, I don't know. I, I'm still... I will probably ultimately wind up downloading this song, but... I don't know if I'll download it because I like it. It'll probably just be because I have a playlist of the collection of uh, beginnings and endings from my hero, and it'll probably go on that, and I will only ever listen to it in that mix. Uh, but this song, it's okay. It's I don't mind mind it every once in a while, but this is a track that will get old really fast too, so I don't see myself revisiting it a ton. Well, I'm glad you liked it more than me. And so for me, I just, this is one that when we talk about Man with a Mission hits, they hit, they miss, they miss, they miss big time for me. However, unlike you, I haven't been watching the current season of My Hero. I'm, I still need to watch season four. So I think if I heard the song enough in a row, I might grow to like it. I'm going to be honest, it will probably be the lowest of the low for the My Hero songs for me. But I could see my it growing on me hearing it over and over because I'm the person who refuses to skip an intro no matter or outro no matter how much I hate it. So, but I I don't know how to pinpoint why it is I didn't care for it. I mean, I just feel like it might have been a wonky composition was the main thing and it just didn't feel like it matched with the vocals. So to, I, that's, that's what I've been thinking going over it in my head is something with a composition was just a miss. I just could not get into merry-go-round. It just didn't seem to fit. And I'm kind of curious how the intro looks against merry-go-round because like right now this is a miss for me. And seeing it, 
it could go either way. It could be more of a miss or it could be like, okay, this fits. I kind of like it now, but I won't know until I start watching it. However, judging as just a track on the Oricon itself, it's not for me. If you're a hardcore Man with a Mission fan, yeah, you're probably going to like it. But if you're one of those who you're hit or miss, might be a miss. But I still recommend checking it out. So. All right. Uh, so with that, Merry Go Round by Man with a Mission sold a total of 20,467 points. And moving on up, it is Kaibutsu slash and Yeshisi Suise by Yao Sobi. Nothing more we can say about about this one. It has been hanging out here for a while. It sold a total of 20,517,000 points. And moving up to number six, which is the physical release just came out. And it is Hadashi no Step by Lisa. And I'm going to reference Anime Lisa. And Gray, what did you think of Hadashi no Step? So of the tracks that we're going to talk about this week, this is by far my favorite. I, it's not really a contest. I love this track. I downloaded it the moment I heard it. I've been listening to it on repeat ever since. And it has just been a delight. I love this track. I love the composition of this track. It's a lot of fun. And I will even go as far to say I like it more than I do Karinke and uh, Homura. I, this to me is just what I like more out of my music. And this is definitely more my speed and my style. And I love it. I, I think it's a shame it's not number one. Uh, I mean, I understand what number one is. Uh, I think it'll be, I don't know if it'll ever get higher than this, but uh, at number six, I would say this is an underrated track by Lisa. It's really good. And if you're not listening to Hadashi No Step, you're missing out. Uh, the whole single is really good too. It's uh, three tracks, and I I only grabbed Hadashi no Step, but Rapid Lady, Halation, and Ta, I say Su Pile Up is like both those tracks are really good too. So this is definitely I think one of Lisa's best tracks in a long time, and I absolutely loved it. Like I said, I've been listening to this on repeat. Uh, I, I listened to it yesterday and I listened to it three or four times today. It's just been really good. I absolutely loved it. Uh, this will probably be on my OG. I, I just, this was a great track by Lisa. So I, I do agree. Hadashi no Step was the best track of the week by far. And I also agree that the whole EP was great. My favorite song was actually Rapid Lady Halation. However, Hadashi No Step was fantastic and it is what I love Elisa. I mean, it doesn't come near my favorite song, which is, of course, a fate song. Um, so nothing can beat Oath Sign in my eyes, but Hadashi No Step is a great track by Lisa. I'm so glad to see it on here because she deserves it. She is such a talented artist and I always adore hearing her new tracks, especially something like this. And I mean, there's not too much more I can say. I also want to give a shout out to Tai Sesu Pile Up because there's some rap in there and she does a really good job with it. I thought it was a fun song. So I, I highly recommend checking out the whole EP. It's currently on all streaming services. So 
And with that, Hadashi no Step by Lisa sold a total of 20,765 points. And moving on up to a Dry Flower by Yuri. There is nothing more we can say. This song just won't die. And Dry Flower sold a total of 21,193 points. And moving on up, it is Crybaby by Official Higedondism. Not surprised Crybaby jumped back up here even higher with Tokyo Revengers just ending. That was the theme song for it, right? Yeah, that, that was the opening, if I remember correctly. The opening. So I, I'm not surprised to see it on here. I'm glad to see Crybaby doing so well. And not to mention their new album editorial just dropped. So I'm sure that gave Crybaby even more push. And with that, Crybaby sold a total of 24,515 points. And moving on up to number three. Number three is actually not changed from last week, which is really funny because the next two tracks have not changed. So it is Sweet Hey Sen by Back Number, and it is still stuck there. And it sold a total of 28,093 points. And then at number two, we still got Butter by BTS, which has been stuck here at number two for a while, just chilling. And Butter sold a total of 50,624 points. Nothing more we can say about that. And number one, our newest track on here. And it is We Just Go Hard featuring AK-69 and Euphoria. So it is a double A-side single by Katoon. And Gray, you being the resident Johnny's fan, what did you think of We Just Go Hard and Euphoria? Yeah, this is a very interesting track, and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm still feeling out my feelings and emotions on this track. Uh, I think AK69's rap in we go we just go hard is really good, uh, and I mean the rapping overall in that track is really good. I think it's a like the as far as like the vocal work goes and the rapping, it's really good. Uh, the composition is okay. It doesn't come together like it should. And I think it the composition really holds the song back from being any better than what it ultimately is. And so it, it winds up falling a little flat in that regard. And I really like that. That's the thing that really got me about that. Uh, but thematically, I like it. And, you know, like this, the song is basically my the theme of my life. So uh, in that regard, I wanted to love it even more. So this is a song I wound up wanting to like a lot more than I ultimately did. And I always hate it when that happens, but, you know, that that's how the chips fall. That's how they fall. Uh, Euphoria, it's okay. It's a more traditional Johnny's number track. And it's okay. I, I don't think it rewrites anything or does anything special or fantastic. It's not really catchy enough for me to really like it, but I don't know. I'm going to go back and re-listen to it after we get done with this, so... I might have a change of opinion. I will say I was surprised because this track is available in the United States uh, Apple Music, which was really cool. I, d- I didn't realize that until we were recording, but this is available in the States on Apple Music, which is really cool because it's not something we typically see with Johnny's. Yeah, I do want to say I was very surprised to see it on Apple Music here. I'm going to specify in the States and I'm hoping it's available internationally. And Katoon actually has this in Roar up on there, which is a good start for Johnny's going a little more digital. That's a topic for another day. 
But as far as We Go Hard featuring AK-69 and Euphoria, I'll start with We Just Go Hard featuring AK-69. I do agree with Gray. It's okay. I, there are parts of it I like. There are parts of it I don't. And I love AK-69's rap as he always knows how to make it work with the track. I do like some of the vocal work from the uh, from Cartoon. However, my issues do lie with some of the composition is weird in parts. Like the beginning, I wasn't a fan of. But then once it gets into more of the chorus, I liked it. And I'm I'm still measuring out my feelings because I I just don't really know how to feel about it. I mean, the best part is AK-69. And I like that Cartoon did a little something more hip hop, you know, and I think I, I, I think they are a fantastic group. And I, I was more of a fan of him when Akashini Jin was in there, but Akanishi Jin. But I mean, I'm like very differential right now and we just go hard. It's, it just has some oddity that I can't pinpoint of, of what bothers me about it. And I feel like it is a combination of the composition. And also there's a little auto-tuning in there and I'm, I'm tuned off to certain auto-tune and I don't think it works with this track. So, and as far as Euphoria goes, it does feel a little more by the numbers. It is a very upbeat, poppy track, poppy dance track. It reminded me a little bit of like a type of Eurobeat track mixed with today's style. So EDM pretty much. And it was, I liked it. I'm, I'm really partial because I liked it a little bit more than we just go hard. And I think if it were just the cartoon parts, I would go Euphoria. But because AK-69 was in We Just Go Hard, that's the only reason I got some bonus points on that. But Euphoria is solid. It does feel like it's more by the numbers. So it if you like the typical Johnny's type of style, yeah, you're going to like Euphoria. And if you like Cartoon in general, you're probably going to like both tracks. And I do like Cartoon. However, I am so picky and choosy. And it's a very interesting single. I do recommend checking it out, especially with it being on Apple Music. And also the music videos are on YouTube. And curious to hear what everyone else thinks. But obviously, the fans loved it. And, the or, you know, whoever bought it in Japan or even on sites for the Oricon, it got a lot of numbers. So it sold a total of 211,360 points. And that is fantastic. And this is this is not only physical, but this is also streaming and download. Although I do feel like it could have sold more, especially with it available being streamed. But hopefully more people, this will get the word out and more people will hear it streaming. So with that, we're actually going to hop over to the album side, which was very interesting. And there's just a couple highlights on here. One of the ones I thought was funny, number 10, we actually have a Iron Maiden album on here. And it is Senjutsu by Iron Maiden. It's interesting to see that on the Oricon. Good for them. We got who we've been who was in the Tokyo Olympics. We got Hiromi on here. Uehara Hiromi. And it is the piano quintet, is what she calls it. And it is the album Silver Lining Suite. And she hit number nine with that. I'm so glad to see her on here because she's a phenomenal pianist. And then we got a various artist group. It was the Real Fake Second Stage Music Album Huddle Up. And that looks like it is a type of husbandos. 
for a stage play. We still got Stray Kids on here at number seven, going down a little bit with No Easy Stray Kids Volume 2. We still got Step by V6 on here. We also got, came back up, One Last Kiss by Hikaru Utada, probably due to that vinyl being reprinted and released. I know Ken got his copies. So that is number five. Glad to see Utada making it back up. We got Suki Nandayo by Crazy Ken Ban. And I haven't heard them in ages. I'm so glad to see Crazy Ken Ban on here. They got number four. And I think that's fantastic. And I love that album cover because it's racy. And we got a we got a newer group on here, one I'm not super familiar with. And it is Nijurokujino Masquerade. And the album is Tomarin. Torumarin. And it looks interesting. Glad to see them on there. We got number two with official Hige Dandism and editorial. And then number one, we got our lovely husbandos over here. And it is Hippuno Shisu Maiku Division Rap Battle with a way longer title than that. And it is by the Buster Brothers versus Buster Brothers versus Matendo and Fling Rose. So good for them. They took number one, selling a total of 63,000 copies around that. So awesome. And with that, that pretty much wraps up our show. It was a, a fun, uh, fun episode. Hope everyone enjoyed it and got some great tracks to check out of it. And with that... We just want to uh, let you know to be sure to check out our website at ongakudu.com. Also, be sure to follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at ongaku at ongaku2u. We want to give a big thank you to all of our affiliates. We got Kyoru Hunter, who is a variety Twitch sw- streamer, and he is currently streaming all the lovely Sega Dreamcast games. So you can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And we also have Timber Taff, who is not only a variety streamer, but is also a vocalist. And you can follow him at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. Currently, him and Ken are streaming the Yakuza games, edited as Yaktember right now. You can also follow my sister, Rosalie, who has been playing through Dark Souls and Final Fantasy XIV, you can follow her at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can follow Fangirl Has No Name, who is a also a variety streamer. However, she loves her Zelda. You can follow her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And lastly, you can follow Ken on Twitter at OTYKen1, OTYKen1, where he mainly tweets about Aina Iba, Bang Dream, the Yakuza game, and more Bang Dream in D4DJ. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Podosaurus, where they discuss various video games and what is going on in the video game industry. You can... Find that by looking up Kyoto Hunter on all podcast streaming services. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So just follow me there. 
All right. And you can follow me at several social media services such as Twitter, Kitsu, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Letterbox, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D, where I mainly post about movies, music, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. You can also check out my Instagram at Nerdy Collector Luna. And with it almost being spooky season, my favorite season of the year, love Halloween, Halloween all year round in my house, you can check out all the horror movies, tweets about new releases, and some more fun goodies of what I've been ordering and getting in the mail. All right. And with that, we want to thank everyone so much for listening to to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and got some great songs and artists out of this. And we will see you next time. Ja matane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week. Bye bye.